This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now, your host. He encourages chambers to collect quality data so they can better segment their lists. He's my dad, Brandon Burton. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, where it is my goal to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Chris Johnson, President and CEO of the Association of Washington Business in Washington State, to learn how Holman Brothers has provided value for him. Well, Doug and Bill at the Holman Brothers have been a key ally in growth uh, for my professional career working at three different chambers, a local chamber, a regional chamber, and now a statewide chamber. And they've been the ideal solution, whether it's a comprehensive training program, whether it's working on individual sales growth, quarterly check-ins with the team. The ability to grow members has meaning more assets for the organization. More assets means we can do more things to serve our members. They've really been the perfect solution for us, a trusted resource partner and a growth partner for us all along the way. So hats off to Doug and Bill for their great success. They'll be a great partner for you as they are for us. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. Our guest for this episode is Sarah Ray. Sarah became the president and CEO of the Douglas County Chamber in April 2018. Sarah has more than 15 years of chamber, corporate, and nonprofit leadership experience, including UPS, Yancey Bros, uh, Strayer University, the Cultural Arts Council of Douglas, and four positions at the Douglas County Chamber. Sarah serves on the Regional Business Coalition Executive Committee, is Vice Chair for the Wellstar Douglas Hospital Regional Board, and is a founding partner in Elevate Douglas Economic, Economic Partnership, a public-private partnership created in 2021. She also serves on the board of the Georgia Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives, Georgia Academy of Economic Development, Cobb and Douglas Public Health Steering Committee, and founding member of Keep Douglas County Beautiful. Sarah received her Georgia Certified Chamber Executive designation in 2021, making her one of only 22 in the history of the organization. She's a graduate of the U.S. Chamber Institutes of Organizational Management in 2015, the U.S. Chamber Business Leads Fellowship, Regional Leadership Institute, Georgia Forward Young Game Changer, Leadership Douglas, and is active in these alumni associations. In 2019, Sarah was named by Georgia Secretary of State as Outstanding Georgia Citizen. She was also named as the West Georgia Living's 40 under 40 in 2019, and a top 10 young professional in Douglas in 2015 and 2017. Her service to the community does not go unnoticed as she was recognized as Volunteer of the Year for the Georgia Ovarian Cancer Alliance in 2010 and 2012 Spirit Award by the City of Douglasville. Sarah received her bachelor's from the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, when she isn't working to support businesses in Douglas and the metro Atlanta region, Sarah spends her time traveling and being outdoors with her children, Anna and Avery. Sarah, I'm excited to have you with me today on Chamber Chat Podcast. We will take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions and share something interesting about yourself so we can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, well, um, thank you for having me today. 
I um, had thought long and hard about this question, um, but I think something interesting about me is while I was born and raised in Georgia, my parents um, are both um, from overseas. So I'm a first generation American um, and my dad is from England and my mom is from South Africa. So a lot of times when people meet me, they see, you know, cute little, you know, Southern girl and they don't realize, you know, that my summers were spent in Africa and in, in, in the wild. So, so it's, wow. it's, people always kind of, that kind of throws them off. So. So you get together with your family and you get a variety of accents going on, huh? Yes. Yes. My mom <laughs> always joked that like when I was um, in preschool, I came home and the first time I said, y'all, she just cried because <laughs> <laughs> like, I had a British accent until I went to school because that was all I ever heard. So yeah. That's funny. I can just see the British accent, you know, saying y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came home. I was like, "What are y'all doing?" And she's yeah. like, "Where did my baby go?" <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about the Douglas County Chamber, just to give us some perspective, maybe size, budget, staff, that sort of thing. Sure. Before we get to um, yes, so our chamber is seventy-seven years old. Um, we have about six hundred and fifty members that are um, investors in our organization, and um, we are located in west, um, west, just west of Atlanta, or about twenty miles west. So we are considered the metro Atlanta region, um, but still kind of close enough. We always say, you know, close enough to the city to be able to catch a baseball game with our, uh, you know, world champion Atlanta Braves. But also we still have plenty of green space and amenities to where we can explore and enjoy the outdoors. So, um, yes. So our team, we are, we have, and we have an interesting kind of space. We are in the process of integrating staff with our economic development organization, Elevate Douglas. So we share staff, but our full team is about 12 strong, um, between both organizations. But as far as chamber employees, we have about eight. So, um, I think, was there anything I missed? <laughs> no, I think that that pretty much covers it. Um, so I, it sounds like you've said that before, you know, how close you are to Atlanta. And mm -hmm. I noticed you, you mentioned Braves and not the Falcons, but that, that's okay. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> we got, but, we got, uh, we got UGA. We've got, you got to hit your highlights, Falcons. right? Yeah. I'm a huge Falcons fan. I know. I still have like, you know, wounds from five ish years ago, but yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely talk about the Braves all day long. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So as we uh, get into our topic for discussion today, we're going to focus our, our conversation around creating relevant and personalized communication, which I think is mm -hmm. going to be something relevant for listeners as we you know try to figure out the best ways to communicate with not only our members, but people in the community and really you know, being that that voice for business in mm -hmm. our community. So I'm excited to get into this discussion with you as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app 
will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Chambers of Commerce have been around for over 400 years, promoting communities all over the world. But today, so much is found digitally that Chamber Nation believes it's critical that there is a custodian of local digital information. They believe the Chamber is in a perfect position to be that organization. Chamber Nation provides an amazing membership management system you use to manage the Chamber and the community. They also deliver a complete membership development system that they manage for you to be sure your membership community is fully documented for search and much more. Essentially, Chamber Nation delivers an entire membership support department, which is perfect for those chambers with a limited budget that needs to do more. With Chamber Nation, not only do you have a membership management system, but also a membership development system all in one terrific package. So save money and be impressed by visiting richardscalendar.com to set up a demo with their CEO or learn more at chambernation.com. All right, Sarah, we're back. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, we're talking about communication, creating mm-hmm. relevant and personalized communication. I'd love to hear what you guys are doing there at the Douglas County Chamber to to do this and yeah. you know what what spurred the thought for this to be the the focus for our discussion. Yeah, so I think it's probably best to start at I'm going to say the beginning. Um you know, I've been at the chamber as as you mentioned for oh, just around 12 years and took over as CEO about 4 years ago. So I feel like I've seen a lot of different things and you know, experienced different trends in marketing and communications. Um, that was actually the role I started out in being at the chamber. So then seeing it grow and evolve. Um, but I would say the beginning of our journey to where we're at now and how we have moved into a space of having more customized personal communications was um, like a lot of people uh, during the pandemic. So, um, you know, as a an organization that was primarily in person with our events, um, that leaned into that space. We were very accustomed to, like I would assume a lot of chambers are, is casting a net at, uh, you know, at all your businesses, you know, the more people, the merrier in a room, um, you know, that, that equated to a successful event. And that was very, very true with myself in spaces, but also with my team. So when we had to go into an environment where we couldn't do face-to-face or, um, you know, we were just trying to still cast that net, but not being able to have those one-on-one conversations, we knew we had to do something different. So um, I remember specifically, we had brought back, and it was probably like late 2020, one of our after hours events, it was outside, you know, open air. And I remember in our, our after hours events typically have about 75 to 125 people. Um, at this one, um, there were about 27 or 28 people. And my team was coming up to me. This is a failure. This is not great. This is, you know, we've lost our, you know, our, our mojo. This is awful. And I just remember being like, you guys are missing the big picture. Look around the room and see what is happening. I said, people are able to not come into a space where they don't know anybody, you know, or they feel uncomfortable or overwhelmed because of the number of people that are there. I said, 
the people are able to come in and have a conversation. They aren't worried about working the room and, and, you know, getting as many business cards out as, as they can, they're able to sit and have actual conversations. And I was the perfect example of that. I mean, as, as our, our viewers probably know, chamber execs, you're out working the room, making sure that everybody feels welcome and included. And I remember sitting down with one of our youth leadership students, um, high school junior, and having like a 10 minute conversation on their career path and their trajectory and all of these different, you know, like just actually getting to know them. And, um, and that was a conversation I had with my team. And I was, I was like, you guys are missing the big picture. Like people are having more authentic, intentional interactions with one another. And that fosters a relationship and a depth, a depth to a relationship that we can't touch. Like we can't, we can't touch that in an email or a communication, not the way we're set up right now. So we ended up um, working with an, an organization to do, again, so we kind of looked at, we started shifting some of our events instead of being a catch-all for everyone and doing a business after hours. We had targeted industries that we were networking with. We had, um, you know, different themes. So we started a minority business group. Um, we started a women in business group. So we started that with our events, but then what we realized quickly was, how are we getting the information out to everyone in a way that they can, that it, that it resonates with them and that they find value in that. So we went through the process of doing a marketing and communications analysis and looked at all of the different things that we were doing, email, social website, how we were, how people were getting the information. And that was members and it was non-members. So we were polling and uh, surveying our business community at large. And one of the things that kind of came back to all of it was that people don't like getting the emails that are, that are sent to the droves. Um, you know, email was definitely their number one choice for how they wanted to be communicated with. And this is in my community could look different, but even with the way that you interact with people on social media, like it's great that we were posting, you know, we had a content calendar and we were posting something on wherever every other day. And we had a process behind that. But people wanted the engagement. They wanted to see themselves. They wanted, you know, they wanted to know the stories about people. So, um, so we've gone through the process of customizing how we communicate with our businesses. Looking at, we've um, created like a preference center. So, you know, what Brandon might want contact information on, it might be leadership and events, and I might want information on policy and economic development. So we've created a, a you know, an infrastructure in our in our communications and how we do our events that it's customized and catered to the individual just so that's kind of the high level of yeah. how we got there <laughs> so I love this I just in fact I don't know, it was a week or two ago I actually wrote and shared out a, a blog post about mm -hmm. this very thing well when you're talking about these mixers it was yeah. about that very thing it's like you know so many people show up at a mixer they're new to the chamber right they show up got a pocket full of business cards or personally they're gonna and they get their drink and they stand there totally awkward Yeah, because they don't know anybody. And then, you know, 10 minutes later they leave because yeah. nothing happens. They're super uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. that's one of the, the huge value propositions, you know, for joining the chambers and networking. Yeah. Well, if it doesn't resonate for them, they have a bad experience that first time, mm -hmm. how likely are they to come back? So being able to have these personalized, you know, relevant events mm -hmm. for them to attend and really yeah. make sure that they resonate with not only the topic, but the other people that are there. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to, to communicate with them. 
Yeah. And it's not just about like getting them to the event. It's the before and the after too. Like we've exactly. incorporated pieces into the process where when they register, it's, Hey, thanks for registering. And it's all automated through chamber master, you know? Um, and it just says, thanks for registering before you get here, check out our speakers. And we have links to the bios. And then two days before they get an email, that's like, you know, get excited. These are things that we're going to have here. If we have kind of upcoming announcements or things you need to know before you get there. Um, and then on the backside, we have follow-up emails that are, thanks for joining. Here's the pictures. Here's the links to whomever was speaking, um, you know, share your experience. And we put in there literally a copy and paste of post this on, so on, you know, your LinkedIn and they just have to drop it in there. So That's it perfect. gives them a good way to, engage with us outside of just the event. And we, you know, we'll put in there register for our next event. So it's all about creating, we call it an engagement pathway. Um, so it's all about creating that. It's not ever a start to finish. It's always the what's next behind things. So, so how do you go about in your, in your database to segment your list? Um, yes. you had mentioned, you know, what their interests are. I, the way I envision it is you have a conversation of sorts and in some of these, you probably have to guess if they've been a member forever mm -hmm. and maybe the engagement's yeah. not super high. You, you need to make some guesses. But um, as you onboard a new member to be able mm -hmm. to have a discussion of what's your expectation from the chain, mm -hmm. what are you joining for? Is that how you guys go about it or what does that look like to be able to? Yes, I'm going to call, I'm going to call it bite-sized pieces. Um, getting an email that's like this long, you know, like four pages long is very inundating and overwhelming for someone. So we've actually shifted to, I would call it like a drip campaign. So when they get their first email, it's, uh, you know, Hey, welcome to the chamber. We're so excited to have you. Here's your logins. Be on the lookout. We have this next thing coming up. Um, your next email will be about X, Y, Z. And then the next email that they get is, Hey, we want to learn more about you. Right. So talk to us about the things that interested you in joining the chamber. And we capture some of that through our member application, but then it's getting more into the space of what do they as the primary contact want? The next email is, hey, tell us about your team. Let's make sure and add in anybody that you have that is a part of your team that we need to include in our conversations. Because again, Sarah Ray's preferences and Julia in my office, is, is it might be different. And the things that they find value in as a member would be different. So we've shifted instead of it just being this one dump of information into small videos and um, and kind of little snippets that cycle out, I would say at least once a week for the first month. And then we kind of lag it out a little bit. But that way um, it gives them the information kind of on a consistent basis without overwhelming them. Because that was another thing. People don't want to read through, like I said, five pages of information. So we've, we've shifted to that kind of little bite-sized piece um, of information. And then there's some other things we mail them some stuff too. So they're getting that attention. We send a, we have somebody that does a phone call. Um, so we have a whole process in place, but yeah, identifying their specific needs and interests. We do that some through the main contact through when they apply, but then it's part of the process. And we just capture that through our CRM. And then we actually connect it into the campaign system that we use for our email marketing. So, and then you can go into, if we're getting super granular, like the tags and segments within your email marketing system. So then you can go through and kind of pick and choose and say, Hey, I want to send this piece of information to people who are tagged that they like information about women in leadership, or it could be about policy. So we kind of lean on those different tools to, to segment it out. Cause there is information you want everybody to get and know about your big signature event or your upcoming event or training that you have. But then some of the information 
you know, might not be relevant to, you know, a solopreneur that's never, that doesn't need to hire anybody, doesn't necessarily need to have all the information on how to post a job on our, on our job site. So um, yeah, it's just trying to, trying to funnel down and fine tune that information to where it's what they find the most value in. And then you can track it all on the back end through analytics and see again, and we drive almost all of our activity, I would say all of it um, to our website so that we can track the analytics and know where people are going and what information that they're actually looking at and learning from. I love that. And I think this is going to be one of those episodes that people go back and listen to, or or at least, you know, those last few minutes, (laughs) like, okay, take notes. And how did you do this step to the next step? Mm -hmm. Um, So simple question, what Mm -hmm. What email platform do you guys use? Yes. So um, we have uh, tried a few. We've used Constant Contact for a long, long time. I know as chamber people, we get it for free, um, which it's great. But I, and I, I mean, Constant Contact is wonderful, but um, there are other paid platforms that can give you more. Um, So we actually investigated using Campaign Monitor, but then ended up going with MailChimp. So it integrates with Chamber Master, which is our CRM that we use. So, and has a lot of capabilities and even the visibility, the open rates are better um, with MailChimp than some of the others, just because they don't automatically pop into your junk folder and things like that. So um, we have some great partners that we work with. that are investors with the chamber that helped us kind of work through all that process. It wasn't any, you know, I don't have a crystal ball and I will say too, that doesn't mean what works for us will work for everyone. Um, and constant contact has, does have some great tools that are associated with it. Um, if you're on a, a little bit of a tighter budget, but, um, that was, we ended up moving forward with MailChimp was what we ended up going with. So, and I wanted to, to highlight that just so listeners, when they talk about, mm-hmm. when they hear you talk about segmenting yeah. and tags and all these things, like, well, my, yes. my software doesn't do that. Or where yeah. do you find that? So it, yes. it's within MailChimp that you're doing those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I love the way that you go about with that kind of introductory email. Um, mm-hmm. You know, here's some things to look forward to. And then the follow-up as to, you know, what kind of things are of interest to you. Yeah. Um, where do you, do you see as people, um, you know, have a, a longer time with the chamber with their membership or investment um, where they learn about new offerings that the chamber has and to be able to add that to their interests. So they're getting mm-hmm. those, those pieces of information. How do you add that in along their membership journey? Oh, you're going to laugh at this one. <laughs> we have a nickname for how, how we do that in my office. Okay. So, um, you know, we've used MailChimp for a lot of our, you know, we use that for our, I would say standard, we do a top five email that goes out on Mondays. You know, we have social that we post, we do videos, those kind of things. Um, if we are in a space and we want, again, because a, a lot of people just see chamber emails and they're like, oh, I'm just going to keep clicking through. So what we um, learned, and I honestly don't remember how we got into this space. Um, <laughs> my team calls them, hey, friend emails. Okay. And it's literally me emailing our entire database through Chamber Master. And I write them just like it's coming from, I mean, it is coming from me, but I write it just like I'm emailing you directly. And the tone and the language behind it is just as if I was writing to any, you know, any of my businesses that are members. 
And it's, hey, Howard, it's very generic entry. Hey there. And it's, you know, I always try and make some kind of interesting um, subject line, like got a second or one quick thing for you. And then I go into, hey, hope you're doing great. Um, getting ready for the weekend or whatever, you know, whatever. It's yeah. just some kind of little intro. But like, I just wanted to make sure, I don't know if you saw the emails, but I want to make sure you knew about XYZ event or training or whatever that we're doing that's coming up. I think it might be great for you you know, would love to hear your thoughts on that and would love to see you, see your face at, at it if it was an event or whatever. Um, if there's anything that you need from me, you know, I'm always here. Have a great day. And I, and I, I literally, that's basically what they yeah, are. Our, our response rate and people like people have no idea. Well, some of them have started picking up, but they have no idea that it's sent to thousands of people. So I get responses from people that are like, oh my gosh, it's been so long since we've talked. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for checking on me. You know, so we call it, hey, friend emails in my office. And that's a great way because then we're able to go back. And if I get an email from someone, like I said, that I haven't heard from in a long time or haven't seen an event and they're responding to an event that we're talking about, you know, going to our cap- the state capital, then I know that that's piqued their interest in some space. If they're choosing to respond to me, hey, I hope I can make it. Please keep sending me the, this this way. You know, would love to have this in a virtual format. Like we get, we I get, honestly, I get better open rates on those than any other email platform that I do. And again, nobody knows. Well, I mean, a few, again, a few now know the secret, yeah. but for the most part, um, but that's where that the approach comes in. <laughs> I have to be select my team is there. They'll be like, can you send a Hey friend email? I was like, I've already sent one this week. Like we've got to limit <laughs> or they lose their power. But yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So Hey friend emails work really well. I actually had one of our state, our congressional, um, senators offices call me. She's like, I need to set up a meeting with you. She goes, are those emails like really to everyone? Or is it just to me? Because she said she forwards them out to her team every time. And is like, this is how we need to communicate with our business, you know, with our constituents and stuff. Yeah. So no, it started awesome. as a random thing, but that's kind of our, our secret sauce that, you know, we have our templated emails, but if we need to pull a Hey friend one out, then it works almost every time. <laughs> and I imagine that those Hey friend emails are also going to help with your open rates and deliverability yeah. of the emails going out through MailChimp too. If yep. they see that those are getting, you know, delivered and opened and responded mm-hmm. to, they're going to yep. deliver more of those, those inboxes. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. But then, so you're taking those manually, those responses and saying this member's interested in this and then updating their profile. Yeah. I have somebody on my team that I'll just forward them to. And it's also a great way to make sure if we have bad emails that are coming through or bounces or changes in role, you know, because those lovely member info updates that we all try and send are only so successful before we have to get on the phone. So this is a good kind of consistent way to kind of work through that process too. So one of the other things that you had mentioned, I want to make sure that I understood it right. It sounds like one of those follow-up emails when a member first joins is saying who else in your organization would be interested in X, Y, Z. So you're, you're getting other contact information for each business, but -hmm. then also able to further the segmentation to, you know, if that person's over HR versus, you know, over, you know, the, the CEO of the company. 
they're going to be, exactly. you know, have different interests. So you're able to touch them on different levels at that same business. Exactly. And I was trying to add something. We always add some language, like if this isn't for you, please feel free to share with, share it with somebody, um, you know, and, and make sure a lot of people, and I know that you've heard this before, but they think that they're the only person that's a member of their chamber. I've had several conversations with our school district. I'm like, every teacher, every educator is a member of the chamber. So, right. you know, like use that, leverage that, leverage that bandwidth. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's key. Yeah. They think whoever was the one that, yeah. you know, signed up. Signed is the the member. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So crazy. Yep. Or just the owner, but yeah, it can, mm-hmm. and obviously every chamber is a little different, but most chambers that I'm aware of, it, it is open to, to yeah. anybody within their business. So good point. Um, I think this topic is so important. Um, I've mentioned this a few times and I, I think it's worth mentioning again, just with the topic is my mm-hmm. background is in chamber publishing. So as I would go out and meet with mm-hmm. different chamber members um, and they find out that I'm not actually with the chamber, but the publisher, yeah. they open up to me. You know, mm-hmm. they, it's like, I'm a bartender and they just start mm-hmm. telling me, you know, this is, you know, this last experience, this last event was awesome. Or I get way too many yeah. emails from the chamber. Yeah. You know, I'll ask them, did you get yeah. this email? They're like, like a little chamber therapist. <laughs> exactly. They're like, I get so many emails from the chamber. I probably got it, but you know, yeah, I deleted it or I just opened it and moved on. So yeah, being able to segment, make it highly personable, I think is so important. And that's, that's the, the age we're in today anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're just doing a blanket email, there's, there's a purpose for it, you know, at times, yeah. but if that's your only communication is a blanket email, you're missing the boat and you're missing opportunities to connect mm-hmm. with members. So, yeah. And our uh, ultimate goal is to, for people to have value in what we do, right? Like the end game is for someone to say that they got what they were looking for out of their membership. And if you have simple tools in place to be able to pinpoint that. So a year in, you can say, Hey, you said you wanted information on policy, or you wanted us to go to bat for you. Um, as the voice of business in our community, you can go back on that and say, you, this was what you, you know, this is what you said you find value in here. Here is how we took that. Like, let's talk about that. So being heard is so important for businesses. How do you use the information that you get? Um, I, I'm calling it segmenting just for mm-hmm. maybe lack of a better yeah. term. How do you use that information to create content or plan future events? Do you ever look into it to weigh that into what you're doing? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, so think of, okay, so we've had events. Okay. Our breakfast series is a great example. So we used to have a, you know, you know, just a networking breakfast. It was just putting people in a room together and that was it. Like there was no agenda. I mean, we would get up, give door prizes, you know, the normal kind of, uh, hey everyone, thanks for coming. Um, and we shifted that in based off of feedback from people saying, you know, what are you doing for minority-owned businesses? Why can we have women's programming? We've done, you know, we did surveys and focus groups, talked with our board, of course, and then we're able to create those events um, and then solicit feedback on, did you like this? What did you think? And then just continue to craft our programming to meet the needs of our members. You know, we're a member-driven organization as all, all chambers should be. And so meeting the needs of what our businesses are, and that looks very different than two years ago. It looks very different than 10 years ago. So just continuing, you know, I am I am always a proponent of new and different. And sometimes I think it exhausts my team. But at the same time, the things that were relevant um, you know, three or four years ago are very different now. We were never in a space where we thought we'd be relying on Zoom to do 
you know, a majority of our work for six or eight months. So, um, so I think just being open-minded, nimble, listening to your members and then, um, and then being okay with adapting and changing. You don't have to go and completely rebrand your whole organization. You can do it in small spaces, do a beta test of something, try it out, see if people like it, get their feedback, and then you can look at expanding that. So we do a lot in that space of trying things with small groups of people before we pull it into a larger space. Yeah. And I think as you gather that information on what their expectations are mm-hmm. as they join the chamber, you're able to then speak their yeah. language. And then exactly. when it comes time to renew memberships, it's yeah. really hard for them to say, you know, the chamber didn't do anything for me. I didn't see any value out of the chamber. Yeah. If you're sending them those direct communications and talking to them mm-hmm. in exactly what they're looking for. So yeah, I hope everyone's taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think you, one more thing, cause you were asking me about like sharing information and articles and things yeah, like that. Content, yeah. Um, what we, what we do is we do a lot of, I would call like inbound marketing. So sharing resources, I have always been a firm believer and we don't have to be the doer of all things or the creator of all things. So we have a huge focus on building partnerships with other organizations. So we have a great partnership with the Georgia Hispanic chamber of commerce, right? We have a, I'm going to call it a language barrier with dealing with our Hispanic business community they are successful at that. So why would we sit and recreate the wheel in bringing that into the mix? So um, we have a lot of content that we gather from our members, subject matter experts. We partner with our colleges and universities. You know, they have great economists that work at colleges and universities. Why not lean on them to do our economic development reports and things of that nature? So um, I think that that's very important, even with trainings and professional development opportunities for businesses. You don't have to create things. Um, it's, It's even thought more highly of a you partner with others. So we have gone that direction. Um, our new our new tagline is where partnerships and businesses thrive because that's the environment that we try to create. So it's a lot easier too than trying to recreate the wheel on things. That's right. I love <laughs> yeah. that. So as we start to wrap up here, I wanted to ask you what might be one tip or action item for chamber champion listening that they could do at their chamber to help take them up to the next level. Yes. Um, so I would say, and this is it's a super simple, hey friend email that basically anybody can send out is send an email out. I did this. Um, I try to do it about once a year, um, but send out an email to your membership and from, from your executive or whomever you deem um, that you think would have the, it could even be your board chair and ask them how you, what, you know, kind of three questions. What, what are you getting from us that you love? What are some things that you need from us and what can we do differently? You know, and just get that feedback from them. It doesn't have to be this highly calculated survey. And again, if you go with that personal approach of how can I best support you? Um, I guarantee, I remember the first time I did it, I got like 300 emails back and I was inundated, but took the time to respond. And because it was coming from me, it wasn't, again, this, it doesn't have to be this robust well thought out process, just zap out an email, ask them how they're doing, how you can best support. Is there anything I can do to support your business? And you'll be amazed at the results that you get. It's super simple, but I promise you, like people find value in that kind of thing. Absolutely. Let's them be heard. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Then you can just make a list and then you know, and you have your marching orders for the things that you, That's right. you can look at adapting and changing. So yeah. That's and listen right. and listen to them and share that information back with your members is also important. Don't just take it all and keep it in a Dropbox folder somewhere. Share out with people what, what, you know, what your membership is saying. So for sure. So as we look to the future, um, how do you see the, the future of chambers and their purpose going forward? 
Oh, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've chatted with my buddy, Casey Steinbacher before. Um, she's a great friend of mine and, you know, she preaches a lot about, um, going from being relevant to being essential. And I think that, um, and I have others that have kind of lived in that space. And I feel like that's the environment, um, the things that we have done in the past, as far as chambers go, you know, think 30 years ago, chambers used to be the place that did parades and, you know, they might've done ribbon cuttings every now and then. And now we have chambers that are moving the needle in Washington, DC, advocating on behalf of businesses and helping businesses stay afloat, um, you know, during the pandemic. So I think, um, where I see it going is just continuing to move into that space of being essential. And that looks different for every community and for every business. You know, during the pandemic, I had a business that was, um, it, they, it's like a kind of like a farm, um, of like a petting zoo farm. And she needed to feed the alpacas on her farm. And the only way she raised revenue to do that was by having visitors and she couldn't. So helping her figure out what was essential to her helped her us be essential to her. Does that make sense? So, um, so I think that where we're headed is into a space of, I mean, and it sounds silly, but it's a space of humanity. It's listening to people. It's talking to them. It's providing a space where they can have those open, honest, intentional conversations, whether that's about diversity or whether that's about, you know, growing a company. Um, I think it's just giving people that personalized attention um, where they feel that there is not another option than to be a part of the chamber. I think that that's kind of the direction that we're headed in. And that looks different for every business and it looks different for every community. Yeah. Just being open to that too is important. I love that you brought up Casey and and her book, you know, from relevant to essential. And if anybody hasn't read it, it's a, it's an ebook. So look it up on Amazon. Uh, Terrific book. But I mean, she talks about being relevant to your members, becoming essential to your community, which really changes perspective as you read through the book and, and, you know, see the ideas that that she shares in there. Yeah. Changes perspective. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, what would be the best way for a, a listener to reach out and connect with you if they have any questions about, you know, how you're doing things there communication wise, or they couldn't keep notes quick enough. What, what's the best way to, to reach out? No, I get excited and I talk fast. So um, <laughs> I would say the easiest way is on LinkedIn. Um, and it's just my LinkedIn profile. You can search it's Sarah Ray. Um, you can also get to us through our very snazzy new chamber website. It's Douglas County, Georgia. And it's all spelled out G-E-O-R-G-I-A.com. Or um, I'm happy to share my information um, with you. It's Ray at DouglasCountyGeorgia.com is my email. Um, or you can look you can look me up anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And we'll get all your contact information in the show notes for this episode, yeah. which will be at chamberchatpodcast.com slash episode 166. But Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today and talking to all the chamber champions about this great work that you're doing and, and really moving your your chamber forward with your communication channels and really being more essential to the, the businesses in your community. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry.
From lost opportunities to missed recruiting goals, membership salespeople need expert coaching to push through and achieve. It's how top performers get ahead and stay there. With Next Level Coaching, the Holman Brothers become your membership rep's de facto sales trainer, advisor, sounding board, and mentor all rolled into one. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of Next Level Coaching for your membership pro.